A prescription for just about anything that ails you? Spend some time outside. Look around, take a deep breath, maybe even go for a short ramble in the woods. Welcome to the Nature of Phenology, where we share the cycles and seasons of the outdoors. I'm your host, Hazel Stark. Early May, when spring really kicks into high gear at the 44th latitude, turkeys and woodcocks are sitting on eggs, snowy patches of bluets begin to bloom in lawns, and ostrich fern fiddleheads are just about ready to pick. And as someone once said, when the maple buds are the size of a deer mouse's ear, the black flies will appear. If you have a one-track phonology mind, you might be tempted to turn from the slow crescendo of new bird songs in April to the new flowers or insects appearing in May, but don't forget about some of the less apparent changes also happening. Our smallest, most common hawk, the broad-winged hawk, has returned from its winter haunts as far away as Central or South America. Broadwinged hawks are compact hawks, crow-sized, about 16 inches long from tip of bill to tail, with a three-foot wingspan. If you're able to see them perched, often on power lines, you'll notice they have a rusty head that tapers into rusty horizontal bars lower on their bodies. When viewed from underneath while flying, they are light-colored but outlined in a dark border. Their tail sports white and black bands that are fairly easy to see from a distance. Hawks are notoriously hard for beginner birders to identify, as different species share some of the same subtle characteristics, but a good starting point is to learn to differentiate between the different groups of birds of prey. Falcons, Buteos, and Excipiters are three groups to learn. Falcons, including merlins and kestrels, are slender birds with long, straight tails, and pointy wings that they flap quite steadily. These are not soaring birds. Excipiters, like Cooper's hawks and goshawks, are the raptors of forests, with narrow tails and bursts of flapping wings followed by a glide, ideal for hunting amongst trees. Buteos have broad wings, shorter tails, and soar as much as possible as their wing beats always seem a bit labored. This is the group that broad-winged hawks belong in, along with red-tailed hawks and many others. Then there are the much larger birds that rarely flap their wings, think turkey vultures and eagles, and the weird exceptions like ospreys and harriers. But if you get out and start quizzing yourself on buteos versus excipiters versus falcons, that's a great place to start. My personal favorite way to learn a new bird of prey, however, is to have one take up residence outside my living room window where I can leisurely watch it from the couch for several days and really get to know its habits. I used to live in the most perfect broad-winged hawk habitat, a mixed forest nestled between a river and a field. This was a place where its favorite foods regularly visited. Small mammals like the mice, voles, and moles that regularly entered my apartment, Reptiles like the milk and garter snakes that also made their way inside to wrap around the legs of the bed. Large insects like the crickets that like to sing from under my bed. And young painted turtles that often marched across the clover-studded lawn. In early May, my seasonal broad-winged hawk neighbor would return to perch on the snag just 30 feet from my living room window. I became quite used to its stillness up there. I'd be typing away on my computer and it'd be looking across the lawn from various perches for hours on end. But then one day, a flutter of motion occurred in my periphery. I looked to see this raptor neighbor hopping through the tall grass with focus. Then, with effort, it took off to settle onto its favorite rotting maple branch with a more than two-foot-long garter snake dangling from its talons. 
That must have tasted especially good after such a long flight from perhaps as far as Brazil. While fairly inconspicuous for most of the breeding season here, spring and fall are the two times you're most apt to notice broad-winged hawks. So the next time you're outside, you should listen for the piercing calls of breeding pairs circling high in the sky. Perhaps you'll even notice them carrying sticks, bark, or moss to their nest sites over 25 feet up in a large tree. In the fall, they form huge groups called kettles of up to thousands of individuals flying together on just the right thermals to get them to Central or South America. Before such a crowded social trip as that, I too would happily hang out alone in the woods eating snakes for the summer. You can download this episode and find a link to the transcript, photos, information about podcasting, and more by visiting archives.weru.org. Broadwinged Hawk Call, courtesy of Wild Green Mountain. Thanks for listening, and please join us next week for another dive into the nature of phonology. (laughs) 